0: Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number three hundred and eighty-one. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is I know, hanging out at the house. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what Cold Coffee's doing right now. Cold Coffee's not with me. That's all I know. I don't even necessarily know exactly where I'm at. I mean, that's that's a bit of an exaggeration. I know where I'm at. I'm in Tampa, Florida. It just, whoo, man, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind. I'm in Tampa, Florida right now because. CFFC 110 is live on UFC Fight Pass on Thursday night, so please make sure you tune in for that. If you're hanging out Thursday night, maybe, maybe you catch the replay at some point. But just you know, check it out at some point. We'd appreciate those. Uh, we'd appreciate those views. It's it's good for us. But me, I'm I'm a little bit in between, if I'm being honest with you. So yesterday was a long day. Uh, I, I I believe today <laughs> I believe today is Wednesday. We usually sit down to record these things on Wednesdays. Uh, And I believe that's what today is. But uh, my Tuesday started off with a very early uh, company meeting, I guess you would say. We got a a small company over at uh, MixedMartialArts.com. But most of those guys, in fact all of them, (laughs) are based on the East Coast. Me, I'm based on the West Coast. So we need to have a little quarterly business meeting update. And uh, that started at 7.30 a.m. Now, I mean, look, 7.30 a.m. is not too early right i mean that's about what time we're waking up that's about time we're getting going normally but you know i mean i'm talking about 7:30 a.m for a business call so i mean you know i gotta get up at 6 30 gotta get up at 6:30. you know get a little get a little coffee get settled in make sure i got all my notes everything that we're planning because we got a lot of things going on at mixedmartialarts.com you guys are just seeing the humble beginnings of where we see the full vision you know what I mean? We're, 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 we've 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 made some changes. We've done some things, but you know we got we got we got some things in the pipeline. I can't talk about it. I can't talk. about it. I mean, I'm sharing with you, but I can't talk about it. So anyway, business call 7:30 in the morning. So all right, get that done, and then it's time to work, right? Then we got to put content on the website because, whoo! In the early days, it's just me. It's just me. There ain't nobody else loading anything on the website except for me right now. Um, and so anyway, a long day of work, right? Kid had soccer camp at night, which was awesome. Won't, uh, won't complain about that one bit, man. My, my kid is, is loving uh, his soccer camp. He's at, uh, he's already had one this year. Now he's doing one at, uh, Bishop Gorman, which is just an absolutely beautiful, um, high school out there in Las Vegas, uh, for T field. As a matter of fact, you drive right by for T field as you go to the soccer camp for Bishop Gorman. Uh, incredible, incredible facility. So did that, um, and then had to fly out to Tampa, Florida for CFFC one ten UFC fight pass. Took the red eye just because when I booked this flight, I mean I don't know if you guys have booked much air travel recently, but airfare is insane right now. It's insane. And Rob Haydak and the good people here, they never say anything. They never, they never tell me to worry about my airfare or anything like that. But you know, if you're gonna be responsible, if you, if you, if you're, if you're Part of the company, you're trying to see everybody win. You you take the cheapest flight you can, right? Well, the cheapest flight meant a red eye last night uh, through Charlotte, and then Charlotte down to Tampa. So, whoo! I think I left my flight departed last night at twelve forty seven a.m. Keeping in mind that I'd gotten up at six thirty a.m. to get ready for the seven thirty quarterly business call. Worked the full day, went to the kids' soccer camp, came home, went to the airport, got on the 12.47 a.m. departure, went to Charlotte, and then got here to Tampa. Now, you know, you normally you, you know, you take a red eye, you say, well, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm taking the red eye, but I'm asleep on the way. I'm going to tell you guys this. I've been doing this for a long time. I've been traveling as a living, more or less, for a long time. Uh, been blessed, fortunate to see the world. Uh, On somebody else's time, as I always say, man. Somebody else has paid me to fly around the world and go to all these different cities and all these different destinations. I am blessed. But what I will tell you is getting old is a real thing, man. I used to be able to take those red eyes, grab a couple hours of sleep, hit the ground running, and knock it out the park. You know, like land into a city and then you know, take my bags straight to media day go knock out 14 interviews and then go check into my hotel room afterwards. And be honest with you, probably go straight to the bar. (laughs) If we're being honest, that's probably what I would do. Uh, Nowadays things look a little bit different, but, but, but I will say this, here's my problem. Now, now here's where the issue lies. Okay. So you got the red eye and half the point of the red eye is that you're going to get some sleep on the way. Right. But here's the quandary. Here's, here's, here's the issue. And, and, I mean, I think you could put yourself in my position and you tell me if you would answer the same way. But I did get the red eye. The goal is to get some sleep. But I got upgraded. <laughs> so you see where the problem is, right? So now you're upgraded. And uh, you know what that means. Free cocktails. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, the vodkas and sodas are just coming right too. And l- let me, let me put it this way. On an overnight flight, You know, not a lot of people up, so you're not having to wait very long for service because, you know, if I'm being honest with you, uh, 20 people up in first class, I'm pretty sure 19 of them were asleep. But me, I mean, I had the light on. (laughs) I had the light on, and I had a couple of cocktails. You know, I mean, if the the free vodka soda's flowing, you know, let's get a a few. Let's get a few. Thank you, American Airlines. I appreciate you for picking up my tab. Uh, so yeah, landed in Charlotte, got to Tampa, got a little bit, and 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 then honestly, as soon as I got to my hotel room, just absolutely, um, just crashed out, <laughs> took a took a little nap, um, but then had to wake up and do an interview, and uh, and now I'm speaking to you guys, and uh, and then shortly after this, the CFFC 110 weigh-ins are go are going on right now. I'm gonna hook up with the crew, maybe get a little dinner, and I'm gonna need some sleep. <laughs> I'm gonna need some sleep in a bad way for sure to get all uh, to get all caught up on anything. So, busy weekend for me, but I'm looking forward to it. Um early 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 fights on Saturday for UFC on ABC3. Um which I dig, you know. I I like it. To be honest with you, I mean, I just it's not even it's not even about, you know, me <laughs> it's not even about me being cranky and old and wishing I had my Saturdays back. It's not that. It's just that I feel like uh, these afternoon shows are good, man. I feel like... I, I know they're not great for ratings. I know most people are home. But I, I don't know. If you're a fan that watches every single weekend and you have to give, give up every single Saturday night, I think afternoon shows are kind of good. So I, I love this UFC on ABC3 card being early in the day. And we'll And we'll talk about that later. But first... How about a quick uh, preview of CFSC 110. Like I said, please do tune in on USC Fight Pass on Thursday night if you can. Santo Coratolo versus Lloyd McKinney in the uh, the main event. Interim flyweight title is on the line. The champ, Fumi Nakuda, is out right now. Uh, hand surgery. He's recovering from that, so the uh, the flyweight title is on hold right now. So that means an interim title. We put in place Santo Cortolo, the former champ. Uh, I mean, just some devastating stoppages uh, under the CFSC banner. But he uh, he got to Dana White's contender series, and he lost to Clayton Rodriguez there. Decision loss, uh, a frustrating one for him, and one that he said was a bit of an eye-opener for him uh, and one that has forced some real changes, uh, both uh, physically and mentally as well. Um, And so excited to have him back and to see where he is. I, I really do think this kid, Santo is capable of doing something big in the sport and, uh, you know, he gets a chance to kind of start again and, and to build back to that big, uh, excuse me, that big opportunity. Uh, and he's facing Lloyd McKinney, a guy that's been fighting for 16 years. This kid started fighting when he was 19 years years old. Uh, and now he's here it's a big opportunity for him. So that is your main event. Charles Radke in the co-main event was expected to fight for the CFSC welterweight title, uh, had some ups and downs. as a lightweight has moved on to the welterweight division has looked good at welterweight and he's facing caleb crump in the co-main event again it was supposed to be a title fight champ had to drop out so caleb crump stepped in on short notice and now this is going to be a three-round fight in the co-main event but you know how we do it at cffc it's always fun uh man this is the third time we've been here at the seminole hard rock hotel and casino in tampa it's absolutely a gorgeous facility with a, a, a packed crowd it's sold out once again uh so looking forward to that so tune in on Fight Pass uh, Thursday night, if you can. CM Punk will be with me uh, with a walking boot on. I think I don't think he'll want us to highlight that very much. He's a little self-conscious of it, but uh, broke his foot. Um, yeah, I mean it's uh, uh, you know not a bad injury, but it's just forcing him on the sidelines for a little bit. Uh, you know, so cool. I got a chance to watch him compete and, and win the world title for AEW. And, uh, and the following Wednesday I was watching and, uh, I I don't normally watch wrestling, but Joe from H town would be happy to know. I was like, well, let me see what, what happens after this, uh, how they, how they go with the storylines and how they move everything forward. Um, and he hurt himself during that match. And, and I actually thought he like blew out his knee, which I was, I thought, oh man, like that's the end of the career. But uh, from what I understand, I think he broke his foot. So, but, uh, but he'll be with me. He flies in tomorrow morning and, um, We'll do the show. And looking forward to working with him again, man. That was uh, – I haven't seen him since he won the belt, man. That was a fun night for the Morgan family, man. I really uh, – first wrestling event I've been to since I was a kid and had a good time with him, man. So I'm looking forward to seeing my man uh CM Punk again. So he'll be here. So that is Thursday night, UFC Fight Pass, CFFC 110. Make sure you tune in for it. But we're talking about UFC on ABC 3, right? I mean, big show. Big show. Network television – it's funny, right? It doesn't seem like the I don't know the big deal that it did, but I I, I dig it, man. It's still on network television, I just think these are opportunities for the sport to continue to grow, to get more eyeballs on it, man. It's it's so cool now. Like the number of people I talk to, um, they they just grew up watching the sport. You know what I mean? And that has changed over generations. You know, I was talking to uh, undefeated Bellator prospect uh, Archie Colgan the other day about, you know, his path to to mixed martial arts. Because, you know, normally the path years ago in the old generation was, you, you you know, you did some kind of martial art and then you got to a point where you heard about this and you were like, well, I'll, I'll, I don't know, I'll try it. But now it's like, no, I grew up watching MMA and I wanted to do MMA. So now you got people that are wrestling, kickboxing, jujitsu from an early age, you know. Now, Archie Colgan wasn't that guy. He actually was just a wrestler and didn't think he'd be a fighter. But what was funny to me, is that I was talking to him about his path and he's like yeah he's like I was a, uh, I was a pride fan. <laughs> like I liked watching Pride. I thought that was so cool. I'm like dude, you didn't even watch like UFC. You were like watching Pride, man. You were you were a definite fan, man. You deserve some respect. So uh anyway, just cool and and, and I think these network television opportunities. I think the the idea of being on network television used to be just acceptance. It used to be just okay, if we're on network TV, That means we're okay, that people are getting us. And and, and I I think that's done now. I think those struggles and battles are over. I don't think there's any longer a reason to declare the legitimacy of the sport, right? But the bigger platform you can be on, the the more eyeballs that can see it, just the bigger the sport becomes. And so I, I think it's great. UFC on ABC3, Um I'm I'm looking forward to it. Brian Ortega and Yair Rodriguez in the main event, a hugely important main event. I mean, uh, these these guys are right up there at the top of the rankings, and you know, <sighs> sorry Josh Emmett man, I know Josh Emmett is out there, and I feel bad because uh, I've talked about these guys, and we're going to hear from them. I didn't mention Josh Emmett's name, and, and in retrospect, maybe I should have. Um, but I feel like these guys are in the driver's seat. Now, if Brian Ortega wins, maybe that's better for Josh Emmett. Maybe that's better for Josh Simmons. Um But we'll see. I don't think that's necessarily a guarantee. Um, I I just think this is a higher-profile fight, higher-profile fighters, and we're going to see what happens. But um, before we break down the car, let's, let's start with this. So uh, I, I said it's been a busy couple of days. It has been. Uh, Including among my adventures of yesterday was a discussion with Brian Ortega. T-City himself was just getting into town and checking in. And I had a chance to speak to him about uh, his main event and his journey. And uh, i always enjoy talking to Brian Ortega. Uh, And here's what he had to say. It's T-City himself, Brian Ortega. It has been a while, man. It's been uh, like 10 months since we've got a chance to see you compete. So I'm just curious, was that you know kind of time you wanted away and needed away or did it just take a while to get a fight together
1: no it, it uh for six months i was suspended by uh commission you know and then after that it took a little bit to to clear me from the the fracture so it just i mean you know how it is you go in there and then you fight and they suspend you and then you gotta prove healthy and all this and I mean, fuck, I'm finally back.
0: <laughs> I love it, man. In the meantime, man, how many times did you watch that title fight back and just be like, how the hell did he get out of that guillotine choke? Why am I not the champ right now? Uh, it,
1: I, I kind of sat on it for a little bit right after, just because that's when I had, like, the most time, right, and everyone's still tagging, and they're making the memes and everything. and uh, That's out there a while. I was just like, fuck, dude. I don't know what. I cannot. And then I went on I like dude, I don't even know how this fucker got out. I go, hey Henry, what the hell? And he's like, bro, check this out. And he kinda of broke it down for me and told me this and that and And I was like, oh my god, I go, fuck, I didn't see those. Like I didn't there's there's things I didn't see and then I was like What a fucking Well bro, demote my ass. I don't deserve the black belt. <laughs> and then, uh, He just said it just you know, we we almost forget what we're good at sometimes. You know, we That's we are so good at it that we just go and, especially in this world that I went into this and other things into striking, and I I kind of engulfed myself deeply in other realms and kind of just like yeah, I'm legitistic. I got it in the bag. Well, till, till you don't get it, and then you're just like, fuck, I got even even me, I gotta go back and do it more than what I was doing it, you know?
0: Keep the skills sharp.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of what I've been doing. You know, I've been going back and just going back to my roots again, you know? Going back to my roots and learning other arts as well. But it's like, hey, if I'm going to spend this much time learning these arts, I better spend this much time going back on the mat and, and just not forgetting about what it is that got me you know and I, that's kind of what it was
0: so I love it man that's but I
1: that's didn't want to
0: <laughs> <laughs> well you're back now man oh, it's, it's a main, it, <laughs> you're back now man it's a main event it's network television as well man I mean this is big time so talk to me about what the vibe is like at the minute I mean is it just kind of Excitement to be back. Do you got a little chip on your shoulder? Maybe a little something to prove to people where you still stand. I mean, what's the feel right now? Uh, a little bit
1: of everything. And I wouldn't say chip on my shoulder. Um, I want to say by now I feel that I've shown all you guys that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a tough motherfucker, you know, and I'm I'm on the I'm in the top, and I'm here, and I'm hanging out, and now it's just more like let, let me let me have fun with this again. I'm like every every single time I turn this into a job, and or I think it's all this and then I, I put more pressure my on myself than I necessarily don't really have to do it. Um, regular playing on me is is, is dangerous, you know. It's, it's uh, I'm a scary guy when I'm having fun. And I'm a hard person to deal with when I'm just, when I'm enjoying myself. And I believe that's for everyone, you know? When you stop enjoying what you do and you, like, go to work and you, kind of, your mood changes. And uh, I kind of figured it out. This only happens to me when I train for longer than three, four, five, six months for an opponent. And unfortunately that's been my two pro fights or my two my two title fights you know for max i trained for him from after i beat frankie from march all the way to july and he pulled out and trained all the way to december just more like i blew my load you know like just fuck. and then for Volk, same thing we trained from january to march and then if you know he caught COVID, and then we did the show and then got distracted by the show and this and that, but I'm still training and I come back and train again. We fight all the way until September. So there's similar time frames timeframes for both of these guys that I was just nonstop on the go. And I realized me personally, because I know everyone's different, I do need at least like a little two-week, three-week window to to just go back and just like
0: enjoy life. Man. it's funny it's funny Brian because as you say that I think back to Fresno right before you fought Cub Swanson and then on fight week you're playing guitar hanging around you know playing games in the lobby and, and and that seemed like you were so relaxed and having a good time and then the title fights everything felt more serious you know what I mean the big fights everything well, you know felt more uptight Dude, after I fought
1: Renato Moicano I went to I went to the Philippines I went to Guam I went to Palau like I was chilling after that fight. I went—I—I I, I disappeared for like two months, and then they called me while I'm on vacation over there, or well, not vacation. I just staycation. I was just basically over there. I didn't want to come back. I was like, I think lost my passport. Uh, and then um, they're like, "Hey, bro, like, you have to fight now. Like, you should come back." And I'm like, "All right." And then when you saw me having fun in, in Fresno, like you saw me, like my, my performance was good. And I'll, I'm a happy-go-lucky guy. That's, that's honestly who I am. And when you make me train for over six, seven months, then it's like, fuck. You know, you, you run out of fuel, I think, at least for me.
0: I think that's completely understandable. So talk about yeah. this fight, right? What do you think about Yaya Rodriguez? I mean, this this is a guy that's been at the top for a long time of, you know, you've been at the top for a long time. Was this one that you've been waiting on that you saw coming or uh what do you think about this matchup, man?
1: I think it's a great matchup. This is a this is a freaking this is a war. Like no other way to put it. This is a war. Um stylistically even from our cultures to everything. Um, I think, and maybe you can help me out with this, and when has there been two Mexicans like this?
0: I was thinking about that today, actually, man. I was looking at your super cool new shirt that you got looking, and I was thinking about, you know, the Mexican flag on there and how dope it looked, and I was like, I was actually thinking about that. I don't recall a matchup like this.
1: I think uh, I don't want to say it's the first, but I think it's one of the first couple where it's like two Mexicans, top fighters, and you always see it. You always see it in boxing, right? You know, like Barrera versus Morales, or you know, like all these classics. And it's like I'm hoping that this is another classic. Honestly, like, and I love that. I love the fact that that mexico right because like hey dude like we're we're together we're making noise and although we're fighting each other we're still united in this in this aspect you know where we're bringing our people up and we're we're showing that it's possible and and from both from both sides of the story one from him being in mexico and being born and raised in mexico and me having to be first generation born in the united states but have you know uh immigrant parents and like, th- we're showing the bold sides of the beauty of when you chase your dreams and you come from our background and, and culture and heritage. And there's no other way we're going to leave out there besides leaving it all in there, you know? Oh, I know. We have to, to, to dig deep to get out where we came from. So, so there would be a cold day in hell for both of us if we if we decide any of us is going to give each other an easy fight.
0: Oh, hell no. It's going to be a scrap. But here's what I got to know, Brian, because – I know you love a good scrap and you've shown us your toughness and you've shown us that you'll go to war, right? But isn't this the fight where you go, man, that black belt I got is pretty damn good too. Maybe we just take this to the floor and we end this thing real quick. We don't we don't have to break the eye socket, man. We don't have to go get suspended <laughs> for six months. Maybe we would show those prime grappling skills.
1: And that's where all my team is kind of mad at me, because although I say, <laughs> We will do this, and the second I get in there, they're just like Motherfuckers not sticking to the plan. And, uh, I like to say there's a trigger that I don't know how to control. It's, I don't know, man. Like, and I, I've been trying to really buckle down and be like, bro, if you can focus and you can do things, like, you can, you can be great. Like, I, like, stop mm. getting emotional. Stop getting into this warrior or gladiator mentality. I've told myself everything in the book, and then the second I get there, it's like, wow like, are you not entertained, motherfucker? Like, and uh, yeah. So obviously, the plan is, you know, to finish him, regardless, no matter where, you know uh, stand up, uh, ground, obviously my ground is better and his stand up is better. So, um, but you see me, no matter if I see, if I see a window for, for anything, I will take it and, uh, I will make sure I don't waste that window, but I'm, there is a lot of pressure, you know, there's, do you be a technical fighter and you go in there and, and do this and the other side of the things are like, yo, this is a big network. Like, we put you guys here to put 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 to, to put on the show, you know, not to just give us a boring fight. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to – it's fight week. I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: well, the good but, news but, is it won't be a boring fight. I know you won't put on a boring fight. That's the good news. Yeah. And
1: we'll see. We'll see what happens. Honestly, everything can change when you're in there, you know so literally everything changes the second you step in there you get hit once everything changes so uh i know i put in my work and this is obviously someone who i wouldn't or didn't want to face and now we're we're facing each other you know and it's bittersweet i guess bittersweet. One, I get another opponent who's number three in the world, you know, number two. So, it makes sense that list, or matchup-wise, right? On who's there and then... uh, I'm not a hater, man. If he does beat me, I hope he does get that title shot. Um, And, you know, like, this is one of those fights where it sucks because I'm in a weird position where I like the guy and I rooted for him, and now it's like, well, I can't root for you against me, though, you know. And uh, <laughs> he's cool, man. You know, we're not best friends, but we have a good relationship. You know, we've hung out. We partied together. We, we did some cool stuff together. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, shit, now we get to fight each other and entertain, to entertain everyone.
0: And put some money in each other's pockets. You can think about it that way, right? At least you're coming <laughs> together to make yeah. some money.
1: I told him to. I said, hey, because it was awkward when we we're hanging out and we're chilling at Dan Bilzerian's house and we're doing these things. And I looked at him like, hey, bro, you know, we might fight, right? <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we keep pretending and going around the bush, but like, I just hope, you know, I got nothing but love and respect. And um, the day does come. I will to just make sure we get paid.
0: There you go. You mentioned uh, a title shot for him. He's saying that. Are you thinking title shot as well? I mean, you're still right there at the top of the division, man. You're still right there in the mix.
1: I'm still there, man. I'm still there. I haven't gone nowhere. Um, haven't gone nowhere, you know. Um, obviously, I'm not putting anything past him. I don't I don't even want to think too much about the future yet. But I'm – I don't know. You're You're kind of an expert in this and – and what the people say and have to have to say, um, to me it's like we saw Max fight already three times, and then I don't know who else is out there. So I win. I could
0: I could possibly be right there now because I am right there. And I, I, you're the you're the only guy that can say you had him in trouble. You know what I mean. You're the and, only guy that can say you had him in and, trouble. And
1: that's and that's what I've been telling people. You know, and I'm I'm not trying to, hey, promote the fight this way, but I I, I am to the first. Just to, certain to, to a certain degree, uh, I put him in a lot of trouble. You know, I was I was putting the pressure on even on the fifth. I was backing him up uh the third i gave one of the best third rounds contention the title fight or contention fight of the year um i gave him a crazy run he, he like he had a he had a war with me and we went in there and we gave it all and he was back and forth and i had him in a couple chokes and heard him gargling and everything and uh now that i've talked to hannah and i was like yo give him some adjustments and some stuff i go his neck could have been your dog And I was like, fuck, man. I go, let's see then, you know. Uh, For sure, I would love to run it back with
0: him. I love it, man. Well, Brian, I could talk to you all day, man, but I know you got a ton of these. So thank you for carving out some time, man. I always really do appreciate it. I guess last thing I'll ask you, what kind of of fight are you anticipating, man? I mean, you said it, bro, you're in fight of the years every time you go out there, man. Are we going to see another fight of the year? Or is this one like you're going to go put a stamp on something and show some domination? Uh...
1: The goal is obviously, you know, go in there and show some domination. But uh, if that doesn't happen, then you guys will enjoy an instant classic.
0: I love it. Every time out, my man. But I appreciate the time as always, man. Best of luck on uh, Saturday. Not that you need any of that. You got all the skill you need. I look forward to tuning in and watching you on ABC. Thank you, my boy. Man, I've been a Brian or Ticket fan for a long time. I, I just, just, will admit that. Um, I, I like the guy. I like his. Well, I like his style. I mean, you guys know me. I, I love the uh, grappling. To me, like, not that I don't love striking. I mean, obviously, everybody loves great striking. You know, slugfest, et cetera, et cetera. But striking, uh, to me, you know, we, we we've seen it for years. I don't know, grappling to me is like this different art. This different level. Like when you're mind can work in that way where you're on this level uh, of I I don't know man T- to me it sounds weird I don't want to say it's more refined or it's more I I, I don't know exactly how it's, it's just it appeals to me more I don't know what it is it's 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 this it's this human chess you know talking to Randy Gator recently and he was talking about human chess there's something about it to me that is just like okay uh, you know I can hit you in the face, and you can hit me in the face, and we can see who hits harder. But here's this complicated series, and I love that. And so because of that, I've always been a Brian Ortega fan um, because his his jiu-jitsu. Now, I think you hear from that that there has been uh, a decided discussion about him returning to his grappling roots. Now, will he do it? We'll see. We're going to find out. I think it would be wise. I would highly recommend it. But we're going to find out um and he's going to be pushed by Yair Rodriguez. Now, El Pantera, I I, I love Yair as well, man. I, I I I love such an entertaining style. Crazy, wild. I mean, this fight on paper looks like it's going to be absolutely nuts, right? I mean, it looks like it's going to be absolutely nuts. Um I just t- to me, I think it depends where it takes place. I'm not going to say or- Brian Ortega can't win the fight on the feet. He can. But I think it would be wise not to be there now. Will he follow that advice? We'll see. We're gonna find out. But listen, had a chance to speak to Yair Rodriguez as well. Actually, literally just before started recording this, had a chance to have the conversation. So um, I want to share that as well. I I appreciate it. It's so been so nice. Of Both these guys and the UFC that, you know, even though I'm here in Tampa uh, for CFFC 110, so cool that um, the UFC is is happy to work with me and these guys are happy to work with me to help me, you know, still get these interviews. So definitely want to share them everywhere that I can. So um, Matt, El Pantera, got a chance to catch up with him as well. And here's what El Pantera had to say. It is Yair Rodriguez El Pantera himself joining us. Looking good with the with the sharp looking shirt on right there ahead of this big event. It's a main event. It's network television. I mean, this is massive. What's what's the feel like for you right now, man? What's the emotions?
2: Well, right now I feel I feel real good actually. You know, I feel good. I feel happy for this opportunity that I have. The UFC is uh, putting me again uh, on the big screen this time on. Uh, on a big network and headlighting a, an event here in New York. So it's pretty amazing. It's pretty, pretty, you know, pretty good for me.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I saw that picture on Instagram. And I thought it was beautiful of, of you on the billboard, right? I mean, look, I know you've been doing this a long time. You've been in big fights. But still, like, you're coming from another country. You're coming to New York, one of the biggest cities in the world, and you see your face on a billboard. It's still got to be pretty special for you.
2: Oh yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good, you know. I had, um, I had that when I fought uh, Frankie Edgar one time, and I saw it. Uh, I think it was Dallas, and it was really impressive, you know. But this time it's even more impressive to see it on, uh, you know, here in the in the New York State, and you know, it's something for like the memory, you know. It's something for the memory, you know. One day I'm gonna be old. I'm gonna be looking back, and I'll be like, oh, uh, one day it was. I was doing this or that or whatever, you know. But for now, it's uh, it's a beautiful experience, you know. I'm enjoying every part of it, you know. I'm enjoying the pain, the hunger, everything that it comes with it, you know. So the last thing that I have to enjoy is the the fight, you know, and it's coming soon. So just just you know, living in my best life.
0: <laughs> I love it, man. I'm glad that you can soak it in. All right, let's talk about it, man. Last time we saw you, hell of a fight. Didn't go your way, of course. You didn't get the result. But talk to me about that. I mean, were there lessons that you take out of that, or do you do you move past it right away and just you know just forget about it? I mean, what what did you take out of that last fight?
2: No, I used to look past through it like right away. You know, it, there, there is nothing, no much uh, that you can do about it. You know, when you lose a fight or whatever, experience is what you can absorb from that experience. You know, learning experiences and uh, you know knowing what to do in certain situations. And what I think I, I learned from that fight is just um, don't get too wild. Just don't get too wild when I'm fighting and don't do that much of mistakes because it can put me in bad position that can lead to lose my fights. So that's what I'm planning to do with this fight. Uh, don't commit that much mistakes and keep it simple.
0: Talk to me about what you've been focused on in the time since, year because I— I think your career is very interesting, right? Like you don't rush to fight. A lot of people, they're like, I got to fight right away. I got to get back right away. You take your time, but you pick good fights. You pick good opportunities for yourself, and you always seem to get better every time. So what have you been focused on in the time since?
2: Yeah, I mean, simple. You know, I'm I'm always looking forward uh, for opportunities that are going to push me forward. Um, you know, I don't like to take easy fights or anything like that or maybe like easy fights like people say, you know Easy fights looking back, but I think those are the hardest fights, you know Whenever an opponent is behind you and is coming with everything he has and uh, the one risking everything is you You know and uh, I like to take fights moving forward when you know the ones that are gonna push me to to where I want to be And they're also really hard because there's people that is in front of you because of one reason, right? So no matter where you look it's always going to be hard, you know, and uh, opponents in this division especially are really tough. So, you know, it doesn't really matter. Just I'm just always looking for the best opportunity that I can get out of it. And that's what I've been doing. And as you say, I don't rush my fights because I like to take my time. I like to take my time on healing my body, healing my brain. You know, sometimes we, we take a lot of damage, you know, so I don't like to, to be putting my body in that, that amount of stress. Uh, every two months, you know, because there is no like like fighting at the beginning, you know, in, in your career You can fight Three times, you know in two months. No problem But as you're getting older and the great cuts getting harder or whatever, you know, it's just um, it's different You know plus the opponents are getting stronger every time and we're fighting against the best fighters in history So it's just a little different
0: what, what are the emotions like when you fight, Yair? Because it's I, one thing, I think it's so cool, right? Because you kind of represent the country of Mexico, which is awesome. I mean, I remember when you fought in Mexico City, that beautiful picture of you looking out of the hotel with the Mexican flag. Man, it was so gorgeous. You know, like you represent the country. Is there any extra... there help represent the entire go when you fight
2: well of course I, lo- I love to represent my country and I don't put a lot of pressure on my shoulders because of it you know it's just uh, I'm just one one more guy that is representing Mexico you know but uh, I try to do it the best way possible and um, be be the best that I can be you know even though we do mistakes sometimes I try to represent as best as, um, as I can and right now, you know, in this opportunity, uh, we both represent Mexico, you know, in a beautiful state as is New York. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to show to show up Saturday and, and show you guys why I deserve to be fighting here in the, in lane in this event.
0: I talked to Brian, and as you said, you know, you, we're both representing Mexico in a different way, right? Like you from Mexico, him as first-generation American. He said that you guys even talked about it, you know, that you guys are – not best friends, but you know each other, and you kind of share that heritage, that history. So, talk to me about Piper and Ortega. Is it? it I mean, it a different challenge, I guess. Like fighting somebody that y- you kind of know, you kind of like. Yeah, I
2: kind of, you know, I like the guy. You know, it's a, it's a nice, not a nice guy. I like him. Uh, of course, like, like you say, like I say, no, we're not best friends, of course, but we're homies. You know, we have shared good moments. Uh, experiences and stuff, and we kind of get to know each other a little more. I have been there supporting his fights. He has been there supporting in my fights, and you know, I think it's just easier. You know, it's easier to fight somebody like that. There is no bad feelings. There is no emotions, bad emotions, at least towards this guy. And whatever, whatever happens in this fight doesn't matter. You know, I hope I'm gonna be okay with any results that it comes out of this fight. And uh you know, he's super tough, so I don't. Uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't mind losing against a guy like that you know and i'm sure he wouldn't mind losing against somebody like me but we're both looking to finish the fight of course
0: he says he wants it to be like barrera morales you know i mean like all-time mexican legends do do you want it to be a fight like that where it's like uh you know back and forth battle two mexican legends yeah well i know it's gonna be a tight fight you
2: know what i would like to what I would like the fight to be is just to be, I want to get out of there as quick as possible, you know, but with a possible result for me, uh, because I don't want to take too much damage, you know, I have been through some wars, and I mean, I, you know, I can take it, you know, there's no clue about that, you you guys know there's no clue about that, but I don't want to take too much uh, injuries and pain, uh, because it takes me months after, you know, like to recover from some of my fights, my feet, they are swallowing, I'm always in crunches after my fights, you know, so it gets, it gets really, really tough, you know, and uh, nobody's there. Uh, I'm the only one dealing with the pain and all that, so it's not easy, you know. So um, I'm trying to get out of there as soon as possible with a positive result, and that's it.
0: We know that, you know, this is basically a number one contender fight. I mean, especially for you. maybe For him, we would see, but for you, you even said, you know, you've been told a, a title shot is on the line. So let me ask you, I mean... Do you do you embrace that? Like, do you enjoy that and, and and think about it, or do you have to forget about it? Like, can you not let yourself think about the title shot while this fight is in front of you? Yeah,
2: I'm not thinking about that. Like, I'm not even people uh, people in the interviews are the ones like bringing it up, bringing it up, bringing it up. Like, well, I'm not not even thinking about it. You know, I forget about it every time that I'm gonna do an interview. It's just uh, I haven't I haven't think about it. You know, honestly, it's not something... It's, of course, it's something that is on my mind that it can happen, you know. But first of anything, you know, I have to make weight. I have to be there on Saturday. I need to win this fight. There's a lot of things that need to happen in order for me to get to the title shot. Volkanovski will probably make some decisions, you know, that can affect too. So there is, not, there is nothing in my hands. You know, it's not in my hands right now. You know, what's in my hands right now is... Uh, making weight Friday morning, and making it making to the fi- making it to the fight Saturday, and that's all what I can do, you know.
0: I love it. I w- I won't ask you too much, but I do want to ask a person in your position, right? Like a top contender, when you look at a guy like Alexander Volkanovsky, what do you what do you see when you watch him fight? Like, do you look at him and go like Wow, that dude is so good," or do you watch him and be like, "Oh." There's a hole there. There's an opportunity there. Oh, I would have done this. Like, I'm just curious from your perspective, when you watch a guy that good compete, what are you thinking? Is it are you amazed by him? Or are you oh, this is how I would beat him?
2: No, no, of course, of course I am amazed by him because you know how he looked, especially after his last fight. I was like, wow, you know, he was like, I became his fan, you know, after his last fight. Before, I have to be honest, I wasn't his fan. You know, after I saw him beat him, um, Max Holloway the way he beat him, I was like, "Wow, this guy's for real." You know, this guy's for real, and uh, I better, I better be careful. I, I want uh, if I want to beat him, I, I will need to do a lot of, a lot of things in order for me to beat him. So, yeah, I still need a lot of work to do if I want to beat him. And of course, I can see a uh, little stuff here and there that I can probably uh, use in my advantage. You know, but there is something that I shouldn't be working on. Not right now you know it's gonna be one moment where i have to work on those kind of details but for now no nope, i'm working on on brian ortega
0: i love it i'll i said i was gonna only ask one more i'll ask one more what's the dream scenario yair you win on saturday you fight for the title is it you go to australia in his backyard and you beat him there is it you go to mexico and you get to do it in front of your home crowd is it las vegas is it madison square garden like what's the dream where do you get the belt wrapped around your waist well um i'm sure
2: him being the champ uh probably the ball is gonna be in his court side you know so it will probably it could be probably australia it could be probably something like that sydney or something like that you know uh what was the biggest event with 50 plus thousand people Right.
0: And in Mel- Melbourne, in that big stadium down there. Melbourne, right.
2: So something like that will be fucking amazing, you know. And uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be something beautiful, you know. But Mexico isn't like a bad idea either. Uh, anywhere is good, you know. Like I say, we're ready, to Hawaii. Anywhere for me is a good place to die or to raise raise my hand. So it doesn't matter, you know. To be honest, I'm ready I love anywhere. It.
0: I love it, man. Well, look, this is going to be a great fight. I mean, I, I there, there's just no way this fight is going to be bad. You two guys are both exciting. This is on ABC. It's network television. This is massive. So, I guess just tell me what kind of hurt you want to get out of there. Well, but you two guys are as good as it gets. So, what kind of fight do you think we see on Saturday?
2: Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a, a war. Uh, you know, you shouldn't have clue about that. You know, what I'm expecting, what I want, what I really want <laughs> is get out of there as possible. But there is not a clue that it's going to be a war because Ban Ortega is not a piece of cake. He's a tough guy. He's a tough dude. Uh, He doesn't go down easy, so I'm sure he's going to be a war.
0: I think it is, man. I'm excited to see it. I'm bummed I can't be there, but I'm going to be watching on my television. UFC on ABC3 Saturday in New York. Gary Rodriguez, thank you so much, man. I think this is going to be amazing, and one of you guys is going to be fighting for the title next, so everybody needs to be tuning in.
2: Fuck yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate you.
0: Take care. (music) Gaya Rodriguez definitely a number one contender fight for him. Uh, you know, I I, I I thought that was interesting. Not not a fan of uh, Alex Volkanovsky, but I am now. I thought that was kind of intriguing. I thought That was kind of interesting. I mean, I get it though. I feel like a lot of people that way. I don't I don't feel like Gaya Rodriguez is alone in that, right? I feel like a lot of people have been kind of sleeping on Alexander Volkanovsky, and now they're kind of coming around and saying, "Oh no no no, this this dude is the real deal." So. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, big fight. Like I said, if if Ortega wins, maybe Josh Emmett does slip in. If Yair wins, you know he's already been saying titles on the line, title shots promised. Hard to argue. He's higher up the rankings than Josh Emmett. I know he's coming off a loss, but you know you look at where he's at. This will be an ABC main event. Uh, you know I, I don't want to disrespect Josh Emmett by any stretch, but you know this isn't just about wins and losses. It's not about streaks. It's not about it's about everything. It's about selling tickets. It's about getting interest. It's about all that. And Yair has been that guy for a while, right? Plus, he has the added benefit of a country behind him. I just... It's just a reality. I think if Yair wins, definitely. If, if Ortega wins, now I think there's a discussion. And again, that, this all sits on the sidelines while Volkanovski is healing up anyway. you got to let that hand, uh, that break, you know, get that figured out first. So it's not like you're in a big rush to make it anyway. At that point, you know... Maybe whoever wins suffers an injury in training. Maybe Emmett's I mean, there's a million variables. But if we're just saying best-case scenario, you know, all things being equal, Yair wins, I think he's fighting for the title. Ortega wins, maybe Emmett's fighting for the title. But if Ortega wins impressively, and again, as we talked about in that interview, he does have that argument. Like, I had that guy – oh, man. Went back and watched that just unbelievable, man. Dead to rights. Alexander Volkanovski was sitting right in front of me, man. I I, I thought that fight was over. So uh, Anyway, big, big main event. I'm excited for it. I'm excited it's early in the day. Uh, love all that. So you're still going to get your Saturday night to yourself even after you watch this fight. Uh, and by the way, the rest of the card, solid. Amanda Lamos versus Michelle Waterson. I like Amanda Lamos in this fight, if I'm being honest with you. Terrible outing last time out. Not exactly what she wanted by any stretch of the imagination, but... Uh, big, strong. Um, I think this is going to be problematic for Michelle Watterson. Uh, everybody loves the karate hottie, but uh, I, I think this could be a, a rough one. Uh, Lee Jingleon versus Muslim Salikov. Come on, man. How fun is that? The leech and the king of kung fu? What are we talking about? Matt Schnell versus Sumo Darji's underneath that? I mean, Shane Burgos versus Charles Jordan? I didn't even say that right. But, you know, bangers. Bangers. Lauren Murphy versus Misha Tate. Hugely important fight there. Uh, as we talked about, you know, could this dictate, especially if Misha wins, what Valentina Shevchenko's next move is? I think so. I think so. I'd like to see the rematch with Tyler Santos, but it's not available right away. She's got to heal up, right? Until that happens, you know, Misha Tate wins. That's probably the next fight. That's a big name fight. You know, I don't know if it's a huge money fight, but that's an easy sell. That's big media. I mean, that's one where. I mean, I always say, like, it's tough to get excited for Valentina Shevchenko fights because she's just so damn dominant, you know what I mean? It's it's kind of, in a lot of ways, it's kind of the, the Demetrius Johnson effect, right? Where it's like, they're not a trash talker, they're just a highly respected martial artist, um, and they're dominant, so how do you even get excited? It's tough. But if Misha Tate can be on the other side of that, maybe you get excited a little bit. You know what I mean? Maybe you get excited a little bit because now it's a former champion, now it's a media darling, now it's... You know, somebody that, that does. I mean, we, we all know why Misha Tate gets, you know, clicks, but she does. She gets people involved. People want to watch it. So, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it'd be a huge money fan. Like, I don't think – st- it's still probably a co-main event, if we're being honest. It's still probably a co-main event of a pay-per-view. But I think it's one that would get people enticed. You know, Misha can sell a fight and, you know, maybe she gets – you know, I don't think she'd get Valentina talking trash. That's just not her MO. But, you know, the way Misha can talk, maybe it gets people excited a little bit. So, uh, but not discounting Lauren Murphy by any stretch, man. To do that at your own peril. So, this main card, I mean, look, championship impact on the opener. Banger, 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 banger. Love it. Cannot wait for this. And then you look at the prelims. First of all, Dalcha, Lungi, and, Bula and Puna Soriano should just probably have like a uh, like they should just have like a pose off, right? Like they should just be hitting that that Brunson pose, <laughs> you know? I mean, that's just muscles on muscles on muscles right there. So uh, I love that. Jack Shore versus Ricky Simone is a meaningful fight. Jack Shore versus Ricky Simone being on the prelims, I de- I don't understand this card play. We are, you know, I- I'm not the one that complains about card placement, man. I mean. They're built for different reasons, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. This one I b I don't I believe is in a bad spot. Jack Shore and Ricky Simone ranked bantam weights, undefeated Jack Shore. Ricky Simone with the, the impressive record as well, who says, Look, man, I'm I, you know, I'm fighting down in the rankings only because this dude is the undefeated killer and I'm gonna beat him and I'm gonna show where everybody where I belong. I mean, that's I love this fight. I love this fight. A little CFSC blood and Bill Algio versus Herbert Burns, Dustin Jacoby is in there against Daun Jung, uh Dwight Grant versus Dustin Stolsus, and Emily Ducati makes her UFC debut against uh my fellow uh former teammate Jessica Penne who has called some CFFC fights with us as well. So look, I don't know what you got going what you got going on Saturday morning, man. You don't have anything going on Saturday morning. Maybe you got something going on Saturday night put this aside man you got to you, you got to do this one man you got to do this one. I I I think this card honestly it's not a super long card not like you know 16 fights or anything like that and i think the fights that are on there maybe i'm wrong but man this is just looking entertaining as hell and then uh yeah we'll have some uh we'll have we'll have some uh and a half coverage over at uh, patreoncom Show and it'll be early in the evening And I might even get to hang out with my family on Saturday night. So, I mean, why would you want to do this? Why would you do this? Especially on the West Coast. My goodness. you 8 a.m. start on the West Coast? Come on. You're not skipping that. You're not skipping that. All right, listen. uh, The thing I'm not skipping is I got to go get some dinner, get some sleep. I got a show to put on tomorrow night, and I'm looking forward to it. Love doing commentary. CFFC 110. By the way, CFFC 111 in just two weeks uh that is is going to be uh in the memphis area the week of the dallas pay-per-view i'm looking forward to that uh and then at the end of august we got back-to-back again we got mma and uh grappling uh, on on consecutive evenings the last weekend of august so if you're in the philly area and you're thinking about getting some tickets get them because that 2300 arena it sells out quick uh and and i love doing those back-to-back shows man and i love the grappling shows man it's a I'm a grappling dork, man. What can I say? What can I say? Uh, Anyway, uh, I'm going to send this all over to Cold Coffee. Miss my man. Uh, Glad he's back from vacation. Glad he's back on the grind. Uh, Sorry we couldn't be together. We will be together next week. Get the whole band uh, back together. Maybe we'll get some extras. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'll, I'll just say that we'll be there. In the meantime, let me just tell you: thanks for listening.